Well, hey, friends, welcome to Halfway There. This, of course, is the show where we have honest conversations with ordinary Christians about today's Christian experience. I am your host, Eric Nevins, and this is our special August 2019 bonus episode. And so if uh, if you're listening to this very beginning part, that's because uh, we'll share a little bit of it with you in our main feed. But then if you want to hear everything, you'll have to go out to Patreon, just have patreon.com slash halfway there. And you can uh, check out, support the podcast, and hear the entire conversation. Today, my guest is Chris Copeland. Chris and his wife, Joy, were on the show about a year ago, a little bit over a year ago or so. And um, one of the part of their story that was really interesting is they were raising money to go to Ireland as missionaries with World Venture. At the time, they were about 70%. And just yesterday, they had a very special announcement. So, Chris, welcome to Halfway There. Welcome back. Thank you. Thank I'm you. Excited to be here. Glad to have you. Uh, Give us your special announcement. Yeah. So we, uh, uh, boy, we had an eight, long, eight week long trip this summer um, over uh, several states and lots and lots of churches uh, met with a lot of people. And um, I think because of that big last push um, yesterday, we got to 100% in our monthly support. So that's a that's a huge milestone. It's taken us almost five years. It'll be five years in October since wow. we started support raising. So that's exciting. Yes, because I remember that being a big part of your story going, we believe this is where God's calling us. We're being faithful. What gives, right? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, we there were a lot of times we we're like, God, what are you doing? Why why is it taking so long? But um, you know, we can we can see some of why it would have taken, it took us so long um, because God had specific people in mind and specific churches he wanted involved. And, um, you know, we left it to him to, to, uh, to bring those folks to us. Yeah. Well, tell, describe that process for us a little bit, because I think most of us, if we're Christians, we've been on sort of the um, general church side of it, right. But not on the, the spot where you are trying to raise support, trying to convince people to, come on board this mission that you've, you've been given. How, what, what is that like? Just describe the process for us and how you went about it. Sure. I mean, I can, I can give you a little piece of it. Um, and just what our summer was like, if that, if that works for you. Yeah. Um, we left the day after our kids got out of school and we drove up to, um, Wyoming and spoke at a church. I preached two services and spoke at a church. Then we drove up to Montana and, uh, and spoke at two more churches and preached. Um, and that, you know, that includes meeting with pastors and meeting with missions boards mm-hmm. and meeting with individuals if they were willing to meet with us. That's not a short distance either. No, no. That's like a- the funny, the funny part was, is that we were in uh, Montana and we met with a pastor over Arby's and said, you know, told him our story. And he's like, Oh, uh, we would love to have you back down. And we said, Oh, you know what? Our, our trip, we're going to go back home for like three days pack and then drive. To, we have a, you know, whole nother trip planned in California and then Oregon, Washington and Idaho. And, uh, he's like, yeah, but I really want you to come back up here and preach, uh, and, uh, and share. And so we were like, okay, let's, how can we do this? So what we did was we drove all the way back from Montana, dropped our kids off here and our kids are older teenagers, so they could be alone. Um, and joy and I drove back to Montana and preached at a church and then came back on a quick, like turnaround trip. Basically, you know, we left our kids overnight once, Wow. Uh, one night. And then, <laughs> and basically that was our three days that we were supposed to have been home. Oh um, man. But our kids were like, dad, we really want a summer. We want to see some of our friends. Can we have a couple of days at home? We're like, sure, we can do that. 
Um, and then as soon as we got back from that, we packed again, left for California, Washington, Idaho, um, preaching and meeting and, and having fundraisers and everything we could do. And then we got back a week before our kids started back in school this uh, August. So <laughs> yeah, our, kid, our kids didn't have much of a summer other than being in a car and, and uh, yeah, lots of meetings and churches. And a lot of travel. A lot of travel, yeah. Yeah, very good. Well, that's pretty cool. Yeah, so you've been preaching, you've been you've been going all over the place, just sharing the, the vision, and uh, apparently people are responding. Yeah, um, it's been really encouraging. In fact, a, a really cool story. Um, when we were in California, we preached at two services at a, a church called um, Living Truth in Corona, and um, we at, during after services we were outside. And a, a couple came up to us and said, you know, gosh, we really resonate with your story. We love Ireland. We love you guys. You know, we, we feel like you're our people. Um, we're going to partner with you. And we were like, oh, that's so great. Thank you so much. And then she said, yeah, we're going to do $500 a month. And we were like, Ugh. like our, our jaw dropped. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Like, Are you serious? Wait, can you say that again? Um, Cause that's, uh, that's as much as our biggest church. And wow. so we were like flabbergasted um, and they went home immediately and put in their giving like that same day. And so that was just so encouraging to us to see like God move in, in big giant ways like that. You know, we weren't expecting that. Usually our partners are 25, 50, a hundred. Yeah. So, yeah. That was like, wow, God, that was all you. Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting too. I mean, there there are people who have the wherewithal to do that, right? To do to do large gifts, but then it's this huge conglomeration of a lot of small gifts as well. Yeah. That, um, yeah. Has your how do you view that? How do you how do you see those smaller gifts? Oh, um, we we appreciate all gifts. Um, we know that some people who are giving twenty five fifty are in a place where they're sacrificing something for mm-hmm. that giving. And so, you know, whether it's, you know, vacations or, um, you know, special trips or whatever, I mean, they're, they're giving up things in order to do that. So we're thankful for every little bit and yeah. our smallest partner is ten dollars $10 a month. Um, and so, yeah, even that is, you know, it, it takes, it takes everything we can get to, to get us to where we are. Right. I, well, I think that's a good perspective. What the, the beautiful thing is, um, that's that many more people praying for you, right? And oh, praying for the ministry. Uh, but also, yeah, the idea of sacrifice and just giving toward, toward the mission of the kingdom of God, even if it's not in your town, your, you know, ministries here, but go, so somewhere else in the world is, uh, is really powerful. Yeah. Yeah. We also have, um, some retired missionaries who I know are not making, uh, any money at all, hardly. Mm. Um, and they're partnering with us and we, we understand, what a sacrifice that must be for yeah. them as well. So yeah, we're, we're thankful. And especially the prayers. I mean, we've got, I don't know, 800 people on our, our uh, newsletter list that, you know, we send out once a month and they pray for us. And um, so we're thankful for that. Yeah. Well, it sounds like a huge honor, right? To, to have people invest in you. Oh, absolutely. And what God's done. Yeah. I love that. Okay, so you're getting there. So I love this whole process. I'm I'm kind of new to the missions world actually, and I'm doing some some work in that. So it's fascinating for me just to look on on the inside and see where uh, see what's going on. In fact, I have my uh, William Carey Publishing catalog right there. They're one of the biggest uh, cat, biggest missions uh, publishers in the in the world, actually. Yeah. 
Um, but uh, anyway, so I, that's fascinating to me to just consider it from from that perspective. So you guys are going to be going to Ireland. Now, I, I should say, friends, if you haven't heard uh, the episode with Chris and Joy, you can go back. It's episode number 98, and it was just about a year ago. So... July 23rd, 2018. So yeah, just almost exactly a year ago uh, that that came out. So you can, you can check that out and hear your full story. Cause you guys went on quite this journey to, to actually even get to a place where you went, Oh, I think God is calling us to Ireland. Yeah, for sure. <clears throat> yeah. And I didn't, I didn't realize uh, at the time, I mean, our kids kind of thought when we told them, Hey, we're going to be missionaries, we'd get on the plane the next day. Right. Um, I, I knew that wasn't realistic, but I didn't know it was going to be five years. Right. <laughs> right. So, so what would you say you've learned over the last five years? I think the main thing that we've learned is patience and, and, uh, allowing God mm. to move. Um, and I think that's going to be important to us later because yeah. in patience, you learn perseverance and in perseverance, you know, in ministry, especially in Ireland, it takes time to get to know people and to be able to get to a place where you can start speaking to them about Jesus, um, you know, relationship building and all that. So it's, it's, uh, it's going to be a long process and it's going to take patience and perseverance. And so I think the support raising process has prepared us for that. Yeah. Yeah, that's a really good insight. How interesting. I think very, very often um, we want the gospel to be this sort of lightning bolt, right? Yeah, yeah. And it's sometimes it is. Sometimes it is. But sometimes it's not. That's one thing I've learned from doing this show is that there's <clears> – <throat> excuse me <clears> – is <throat> that very often uh, God works in all kinds of ways. You know, I've I've yeah. talked to people who – uh, I'll just never forget him, um, John Swinger, who uh, met Jesus while doing an eight ball of cocaine and reading the New Testament all night. Like that's mm -hmm. that's crazy, right? Yeah. And uh, but God, that's what God did in his life. And then and then just this story, many many times of people who grew up in the church and and didn't really know or understand, right? Or maybe they just always loved Jesus and they just you know, God uses everything. You know, but sometimes it takes time. Yeah. And there, there were some people over the course of five years that would speak to us and say things like, well, you know, if it's hard, then God must not, must not be in it. And I was mm. like, you know what? I love you, but read, read the Bible because there are so many situations where it was hard and this is what God intended. Yeah. You know? Don't, don't you just, so with it, without, I'm not criticizing people like that. I get, I get what they're saying, but, uh, just read Abraham, right? It's so easy for us to flip a page and go, "Oh, look, there's the promise of the kid, and here's the kid." Here's right. That was twenty years. Uh -huh. That's a long time to wait for a baby. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. So you're right. Yeah. Just read there, the Bible. <laughs> there's some well-meaning folks that, yeah, just that, that you know, if we if we uh, took it personally, we would have been done long before now. Wow. So, yeah. But which I think, even in its own. Um, in its own way, that's an interesting lesson, right? That's a, that's a, it's hard not to take things personally, but that's a thing you're going to have to do in ministry because you got to have thick skin. Absolutely. And I think that's another thing that God's developed in us over the last five years. I think he's still got some work to do. There's still times when I'm like, oh, totally. You know? <laughs> but, uh, but well, I think he's, he's prepared us. Yeah. That's why the show is called halfway there. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> we're always in process. There's, yeah. we're never going to be done. Exactly. Yeah. Very cool. Wow. I love that. Okay. So, um, 
All right. So what else, what, what are you guys going to be doing? Cause you, we were talking just a minute ago about some of the things that have developed in the, in the last at least year, maybe more. Uh, so tell us about that. It'll be kind of interesting for us to, to learn what's going on in Ireland. Sure. So I'll, uh, I'll tell you briefly kind of what we're doing in general, and then I'll tell you about some new developments. Um, we're going to Ireland to do church planting with a team. We're going to be working at a church that's already established called Galway City Baptist Church uh, in Galway. And we're going to be, uh, what I'll be doing initially is actually setting up a leadership development program. Uh, my master's degree is in that in business leadership development. And um, I'll be setting up a program to try to bring up leaders within the church that will um, hopefully take over leadership positions so the church planning team can hand it to them and say, okay, you run the church now. We're going to go plant another one in a, in a, in a town that doesn't have any gospel presence. Mm. Um, we, we, uh, I don't know if we mentioned this last year, but there are 72 towns or villages with a population of 5,000 people or more without any church or gospel presence at all. Wow. Even a Catholic one? Even a Catholic one. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so we're going to try to reach as many of those communities on the West coast as we can with a new church plant, which would start, it'll start as a Bible study and it'll grow into hopefully, you know, a new church plant. Um, so those are some of the things we'll be doing. My wife is an author, so she'll be writing, uh, Irish stories with hope and redemption in them because Irish are very storytelling people. So this is a good way to get to their heart. Yes. Um, but then some of the newer developments is um, back in January, um, Ireland uh, legalized abortion for the first time in the country's history. And so um, with abortion being so new in Ireland, um, the government, it's kind of socialized medicine. So the government is kind of pushing for abortions uh, in, 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 if there's any like doubt on the, the woman would want to keep it, you know, if she's single or, or, you know, that, those kinds of things. <laughs> so they would kind of push you toward an abortion, but um, the church in Galway said, you know what, this is wrong. We need to do something. And so they started to think of how can we help come alongside these young ladies mm. and help them, give them support, give them alternatives. And so they're, um, we're in the process of establishing what's called a compassion house, which is going to be like a crisis pregnancy center uh, more or less, but it'll be a little bit more in depth in that we'll offer, you know, career counseling and, um, suicide prevention because a lot of these young ladies are, mm. are are feeling pretty hopeless and wanting to end their lives. I remember you saying that that was a big problem in Ireland. Oh yeah, it, it really is. Um, so yeah, suicide's huge. And I, I've gotten the, the opportunity to go through a couple of suicide prevention trainings here in the States, which I'll, I'll definitely use to help train mm. the team over there. Um, and that'll be kind of what I'll be developing in the compassion house is the suicide part, the suicide prevention part. Cool. Um, but then also like working with local hospitals, giving them alternatives to abortion, like um, uh, adoption, uh, if it's available or foster care, you know, things like that. And if they decide to keep the, the children, we, you know, we'll do after school care, we'll do uh, education and, and uh, you know, things like that. They've already worked out a deal with the local hospital to give them cheaper um, rates for, you know, delivery and things like that. Mm. So. They're, they're, it's coming together. It's just one of those things that they're kind of waiting for all the pieces to fall into place. Yeah. And I'm one of those pieces that needs to fall into place there. So as soon as I get there, I'm going to, you know, be working on that. Very cool. Well, it sounds like that's coming together. Um, yeah, really interesting. So what I love about that is that the response isn't, oh, let's go pass another law, right? It's yeah. okay. 
we passed the law. What are we going to do? Mm-hmm. Let's go figure this out and let's let's jump in and help people instead of just you know decry the law. I'm sure they may may turn over the law if they could, but yeah. to put your money where your mouth is, right? And let's help the help the kids or help the 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 women who are pregnant and considering this. Let's actually do something tangible to to help them. It's one of my big pet peeves in the United States. I, my view on abortion and government has changed quite a bit. Um, we can talk about that some of the time, but um, the the um, but I just want to see more American churches do that too, right? So it's such a great example. I'd love to see us um, jump in and actually do things that help rather than that condemn. Yeah, yeah, and that's what we want to do. Yeah. It's just so much more powerful and it, it involves taking the human person more seriously, right? Because it's a complicated situation. Like whatever we oh, think absolutely. of the morality or whatever, it's complicated. Life is complicated. People are complicated. Yeah. Yeah. And we don't know the situations that these young women are in right. and how they ended up pregnant and, you know, what what their circumstances are. And so, yeah, obviously we want to come alongside them and love them and, and, and but all at the same time, love their baby and give that baby an opportunity to live. Yeah. Yeah. Powerful. So yeah, we're excited to, to get there and start beginning these things. Very cool. Very cool. What have you, so we talked about some of the stuff that you learned just in the process of waiting. Is there anything that you've learned about Ireland or about kind of your ministry that you're going to have that has really excited you or like even more than you were before? Hmm. You know, I think because we've been we started praying about this seven years ago, and for mm-hmm. five years we've been raising support to get there. And in the process, we you know when you have your your eyes set on Ireland, you, you start to you know read books and take classes and and watch movies and and try to get into the Irish mindset so that you know it's an easier transition because our goal is to go there and to be Irish. And, and, you know, we know that we'll never completely be Irish because we're American born, Um, but we want to blend in and be a part of the culture. So when you're studying culture for that long, every day you fall in love with it more and more, Mm. excuse me. And so, um, yeah, I I don't know if there's any one thing that's gotten us excited. Uh, We're excited to just be there. Um, because over the last five years we've fallen in love every single day with Ireland you know, and every day that God makes us wait, we fall in love more. So we're, yeah. we're excited what, to get there. What do you think that will feel like? Uh, unpack that. What do you think it'll feel like when you, when you step off that plane Ugh. and you get to see Ireland again? I know you guys have been there, right? But yeah. like you get to see it again after waiting so long. What's that going to be like for you? Well, friends, if you want to hear what Chris says in reply to that question, you can just go to halfwaytherepodcast.com and then hit the support button or just patreon.com slash halfway there. And you can support the show. It's super easy. All you have to do is uh, pledge at $5 a month, which is not a lot. It's just a latte or so. And you can um, not only get the extra content, um, but also just help support the show. If you enjoy this conversations, if you enjoy the way that this uh, podcast helps you grow on a weekly basis, 
then hey, uh, I encourage you to think about supporting what we do. It would mean the world to me and my family, and uh, I appreciate you. Thank you for downloading. Either way, um, I would love for you to, to catch the rest of this episode. All right, friends. Well, that's all I have for you right now. We'll catch you next week. And until then, keep the faith.